Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. lexagram thing work we talk to kanzi with this kanzi come here come here hamburger good morning sweet world and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network it's tuesday april 6th i'm jay skeets rolling this morning with my top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo hey yo we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend and last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is and here we are Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like and comment and subscribe. Trey and I are actually planning to uh, go live a little later tonight with a new Top Shot Hot Boys. Open up an old pack or two. Find out uh, how we did on our Cool Cats 3 Jokic challenge. If we got low cereals or not. Did you look yet, Trey? Still a secret to me, Skeetsy. Oh, wow. okay. Content is king. I won't look at anything until it's time. All right. So, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you're a Top Shot hot boy or girl and you want to know when we're going live. Uh, email us your questions and comments for the next Beach Deppin podcast. I mean, tomorrow's Beach Deppin podcast. No Dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Leave them in the YouTube comments. And finally, immaculate items. Always, always, always available for sale over at nodunks.com. JD's got the, uh, the beautiful... Crew neck. I think oh, those are uh, possibly sold out right now. Oh, so baby. I, me, at least in some sizes. I see a lot of people tweeting at us, uh, you know, when are you getting those back in certain sizes? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I have run it up the Breaking Tea flagpole, so uh, <laughs> they're aware. Guys, fun show here today. Got the up-down report, uh, including, as promised... Specifically, JD's review of Godzilla vs. Kong. I know Trey watched it as well. I sort of half-assed watched it, so we'll get to that. Um, we'll touch on a number of last night's games. But first, we got another Wedgie, baby. Yeah, Wedgie 36. Yeah. It was the Kings-Wolves yeah. game. And it's a beauty because the Minnesota broadcast team of Dave Benz and Jim Peterson on the call and given one hell of a no-dunk shout-out. Let's watch the Wedgie. He's willing. And we, we got never, a wedgie. I don't think I've ever seen a wedgie from that distance. Yeah, I mean, and that's soft a shot. Somebody contact no dunks. No longer the starters. They are no dunks. And they are tracking wedgies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, I, I loved everything about it. Like pointing out how gentle the wedgie was. Yeah. Uh, they were excited. You know, the perfect amount of excitement for a wedgie. I liked that it was going to a commercial break. And then, of course, yeah, clarifying. They're not the starters anymore. They haven't been for a while, actually, now. They're no ducks, and they're still tracking the wedgies. Yeah, wedgietracker.com. It's updated. Shout out to Dave Benz and Jim Peterson. Great stuff there. Um, 36, Lily, looking good. The pace is, you know, clicks back up every time we get one of these. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we, I, we, look at this site, too. It's just yeah. beautiful to look at. 
we were in the 60s for so long, but that did feel like we were probably punching above our weight. Yes. I, I think somewhere more in the sort of plus 50s is where we're going to land. So still on pace here. And uh, yeah, again, different different wedgie. Great shout out. That just feels to me like we're going to get another one soon. It just, I don't know. Oh. It's just in the air, you know? Yeah, like you respect the wedgie. Exactly. And then the wedgie gods bless you with another one. I they think that say, makes sure, sense. okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, getting the double, the no, no longer the starters, you know, no dunks. Like, that's, that's really what we want. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> that's one of our biggest obstacles is letting people know that we have changed names and you can find our podcast on The Athletic now. So, yeah, yeah not only an incredible wedgie, an incredible plug, that's a back-to-back jacks kind of night if you ask me yeah love that love that okay let's get to the uh, nba games uh i guess a quick uh, shout out to baylor on winning the ncaa championship how was the game trey i boring I get... yeah i saw it. it was like they were up big early right yeah they were up big time early gonzaga got it close uh at halftime they got it to about 10 points i think was uh the spread at half uh but they just weren't able to pull it off come the second half shout out to the Baylor Bears. Um, who's your favorite Baylor Bear? Torian Prince, perhaps? Wow. Quincy AC, perhaps? I don't know. They don't have a long basketball history, but they got a national championship now. Okay, I got to tell you, I'll just be completely honest with you. I'm showing my ignorance here, but I am Canadian, so maybe it's an excuse. Where the hell is Baylor? Texas. <laughs> Texas? Wow, yeah, I would have yeah, never yeah, guessed yeah. Texas. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, like, wait, like, where in Texas? I think they might be in Waco, Texas. Oh, um, okay. All right. A lot of scandals come from Waco. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where they're at. Wow. Here mm, I was thinking the whole time the that. Baylor Bears were, like, in uh, Illinois or something, Lee. What, what, where did you think they were? <laughs> I really hadn't given it much thought, but I would not have said Texas if yeah. you'd asked me where they were from. I don't from. think so. I, yeah. yeah. Somewhere up in the north, northeast, I would have thought. But uh, shout out to Baylor. Well done. Shout out to the Baylor Bears. Shout out to everybody in Waco this morning. Uh, All right, let's get to the NBA games. We'll start with the Nets losing James Harden, but Kyrie going off, scoring 40 to help the Nets beat the Knicks. 114-112. Very exciting finish. Uh, TK, big takeaway from this one. Yeah, we've talked a lot recently about where James Harden might fit into the MVP conversation at the end of the season. We've talked a lot about the Nets buyout guys and whether or not it's fair that they're able to acquire these all-stars at the end of their career. But sometimes it's just fun to watch Kyrie Irving go into Mobile View and cook some fools. And that's exactly what it was last night. Amazing stuff. From Kyrie Irving, James Harden had been out for a couple of games with a hamstring problem. He came back in, only was able to play about four minutes, had to leave again, so it was on for Kyrie. 40 points on 15 of 28 shooting, seven assists, but I feel like all 15 of his makes were incredible makes. The shot making was absurd last night. He had the left-hander over a couple of guys in the lane. He had a half spin one way, spun back the other way off the glass. A lefty floater through three guys. Another impossible bank shot over a double team. He got another dunk. And of course, there was the big one, a dagger three off the step back with about a minute left. He teased the Damian Lillard celebration. He wanted to tap that wrist. And then thought better of it. Nope, 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 nope. It's all good. It's all good. Nonetheless, one of those buzzy Kyrie Irving kind of nights. One of the best guys to watch when he's on fire. I mean, Julius Randle was doing a pretty good job. He was playing as good a defense as he could on Kyrie Irving, but it did not matter. Nice for Kyrie Irving, too. I think to have one of these games with James Harden out with K 
Kevin Durant out because KD apparently is getting closer to returning. He might be back sometime this week. James Harden, who knows what the Nets are doing with him. Maybe they're just being pretty cautious. Hopefully it's a minor thing. Nonetheless, both of those guys are going to be back. And for the Nets, it'll be time to uh, work out their chemistry, having all three of their best (laughs) players healthy. So when two of them are still out, you got to take your chance and really show out when the opportunity is there. Kyrie was awesome last night. The story of the night on the night when there was an NCAA championship game, I think. Yeah. You know what that reminded me of a little bit? This is sound a little strange. That's like something like Kobe would have done. Maybe it's the fro Kobe too, <laughs> oh, and then the fro Kyrie. But like, I mean, big game on in college or something else going on in the sporting world where a lot of attention is going to be on that. And Kobe always had the knack, it felt like, Lee, to like go do something special on those nights to like bring the attention back to him and to his team, and to the NBA. I'm with you, Trey. That sort of had the vibe uh, of what Kyrie did last night. Um, what did you think of this game? Your poor Knicks. So close. So, yeah. so close. Julius Randle had a chance to uh, tie it at the end. And, yes, uh, again. You know, it wasn't that far off, that jumper from dropping. But what yeah. do you think? Uh, they played well, and I do hope we get them in a playoff series. It would be great. I mean, the Nets would win the series, of course, if they have all their guys. But I think just for the battle, I think uh, the Knicks have shown that they're at least going to scrap for it this season. But Kyrie, to me, a couple of times, too, on those plays... He could have just blown past this defender, but he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to pull this back. I'm going to wait for the defender to get set. And then I'm really going to put him in the spin cycle here or do something and do that little, uh, you know, where he comes from underneath the basket and flips it off the back. He just screws it off there. And then those threes as well. It's kind of like, uh, you know, guys are jumping at him, but they just go so cleanly through as well. He he was just incredible last night. And, uh, you know, it was a good game and the Nets had to come back and they they were shorthanded by their, uh, you know, their standards if you like but um when Kyrie is in that move and 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 in that uh groove he is must watch tv you just cannot uh miss what he's doing because it's so electric out there so this is a this is a great game and he looks so cool in those black uniforms as well he moves around like he's just got he's got that real star appeal about him you know like he looks cool he's making great shots he's entertaining and his team gets a win and he finishes with 40 points. Like, pretty much a perfect night there for him. Uh, and for the Knicks, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they're certainly a better team than they have been in the past couple of years. You feel sorry for Julius Randle because he seems to have had so many of those uh, late-game shots either miss or, or you know, we, we, was it against the Nets that time where he had that travel? I can't remember. But um, And then after the game, I don't know if you guys saw his son. His son was just in pieces, Julius Randle. He was just like, I despise the Nets, you know. So uh, the family's doing it a bit tough. But uh, overall, you know, another fantastic game. And uh, I saw Worldwide Wob tweeting that he wants to see him in a series, even though he knows that Knicks would lose. But it'd just be great for basketball in New York to have uh, that series, I think. That would be entertaining for sure. You talked about Trey, like... Harden now out. When's KD coming back? You got Kyrie there. Like, we told the stat the other day, the Nets' big three have only played seven times together this year. In the three months, they've all been together. Seven games, and they obviously have been uh, still pretty dominant, despite missing a guy or two, it feels like, every night. I think this is what Steve Nash should do when they're all healthy. Get creative, Steve, okay? Come on, Steve. Play... Let's say uh, Kyrie has awesome first quarters. Play Kyrie with whoever else you want, but keep Harden and Katie out in the first quarter. In the second quarter, hey, James, it's your time. You're up. You get to play with whoever you want, except Kyrie and KD. KD gets the third quarter, and then Nash has to decide, based on those three quarters, which superstars played the best. They get to close it out with the other squad. Get really creative, Steve Nash. Never play them together, because maybe that's the problem, Trey. You know, it'll be a chemistry issue of some sorts when your three stars are out there. So just divvy them up and have them have like a little mini game within a game to see who can uh, get that fourth quarter minute. 
It's like the offspring and Tasmelis say, you gotta keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's the key there. Is, uh, I mean, obviously these three guys are incredible players. They could all be leading their teams to a 50-win pace if they're the number one guy out there. Because look at the team that Kyrie was balling out with last night. Jeff Green had an awesome game, 23 points. He came up big in the clutch. And Alizé Johnson, 12 points on 6 of 10 shooting, 7 rebounds. He was just living off of little back cuts, and Kyrie was finding him. The ball was moving. There were questions about the chemistry for the Nets when it was just um, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. When James Harden showed up, there were even more questions about the chemistry, and I would say there are absolutely zero concerns with regards to the chemistry on this Nets team. Everybody seems to be on the same page with each other, and even role guys like Alizé Johnson, he was basically thrust into the lineup because of injuries to Tyler Johnson and Landry Shamit, so he gets a little taste out there on the floor, and he's able to uh, show up and actually produce in a game where they needed uh, some extra players to just show up and sop up some minutes. Incredible stuff. The Nets look great. Next game, Gary Trent Jr.'s three-pointer at the buzzer helps the Raptors beat the Wizards to rally to beat the Wizards. Here's a look at it. I'm glad we're showing it because, oh, down goes <laughs> Neto, and then Gary doesn't care. It's Gary Hours 2 here, baby. I mean, Gary Hours 3 hits the game-winning three, and uh, everybody's happy. It finally, finally turns out to uh, something good happening to the Tampa Bay Raptors there. Lee, they usually have been coming up short. It's a lot of Siakam shots uh in and out and not falling. But what'd you think? A questionable no call, I guess, on Neto. I mean, he flails like crazy. I mean, there's contact, no doubt. I mean, Trent Mm -hmm. gets his hand up and and does... I don't even know if... I can't even say he really pushes him, but again, he makes contact. But Neto just... (laughs) Goes flying. Down goes Neto! Yeah, he was pissed off. Um, I will say, I know a lot of Raps fans are pointing this out, playing the homer card, but it did come on the heels of an extremely questionable charge call uh, that went against the Raps, like, with about 30 seconds ago, so this stuff even out. But what'd you think? Uh, should there have been an offensive foul call on, on Gary Trent Jr.? No way, okay. Jose. No <laughs> way at all. I, I was I was just... Because, yeah, the first time you watch it, and I'm thought, I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that's... Fine, you know, but if they had called that for a foul as an offensive foul, I, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> because because this, the, look, there is contact, there is contact yeah. there, but Neto just goes completely over the top with it, and uh, that's where I think he did it. He oversold it so much; it's like like his arms flailing away like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Just make it look. Look at that. See, because he hits him. And he catches it for a beat, and then he decides, oh, hang on, I'm going to go down here. So yeah. I'm so Play glad the referee... instead, yeah. Yeah, the referees just sort of said, no, that's just ridiculous. Uh, you don't get that call, Harl Neto. But the Raptors actually really, the credit should go to the way they played that last possession. Defensively, they did yeah. not foul. And they only had, I think it was about three, three and a half seconds to play with there. So Nick Nurse, I guess, was like, listen, try to get the steal or miss shot rebound, uh, and then we can at least have a shot at this possession here. And They and had it worked a timeout out. too, and he, you know, he talked about it after. Yeah. He decided yeah. not to because he saw the transition was unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I think that was the right call. You know, it still took a great shot there from Gary Trent to do it. But the, the way that the Raptors didn't just say, well, let's foul, uh, put him to the free throw line, and then we, we are going to have to hit a three. Maybe you've know, got seven or eight seconds, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But then the Wizards, you know, maybe they foul. So you only get the two shots. But instead, the Raptors just played that well. And then uh, Gary Trent just stepped up and knocked it down. He's been good for the Raptors since coming over. So I was happy to see that. But I was, I was just more happy than anything that, that, that the referees just like, nah, 
Right. You're not getting that. No way in the world. <laughs> Wizards, Raptors in Tampa, both teams struggling. Nah, we don't want this smoke from anybody. So uh, good what? shot, Gary Trent. Oh well, you don't want because I mean maybe I don't I haven't seen too much of it from Wizards fans complaining this morning. But no one really. Wizards fans are happy with the loss, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. No one's really like, oh, we got screwed, man, on that bad call. It was like, no, that was just bad defense from Neto. Just you just went way too far. So. Good job, because the Raptors were down. I was going to say, much they were this, down 19. The Wizards should have won this game. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much the whole game, I think they were down. And, and it just it just sort of felt any time they made a little push, you know, Westbrook and the Wizards were able to keep them at arm's length. So uh, well done to Toronto. And well done, Gary Trent. He's, he's, he has been good since coming over. Oh, I think. Raptors fans are, they're loving this <laughs> trade. I mean, people love Norm. And he was, as we talked about when he got traded, you know, yeah. was instrumental in in Raptors series wins. He really was like uh, big quarters, big dunks, whatever, big games. Um, but yeah, I don't think a lot of Raptors fans love the idea of paying Norman Powell a ton of money when you can get a Gary Trent Jr. You can sort of maybe replicate what Norm was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a decent trade, I, I think. And maybe it'll work out for the Blazers. I hope to I hope to see Norm uh, obviously have some great moments in the playoffs. But uh, this was without Lowry too. Without mm-hmm. He's still out. Um, no Van Vliet, sort of a late scratch. And... Flynn was phenomenal for the Raps. They may have found another sort of gem here in the draft. We'll see. But four steals, three blocks. Kid could play some defense. And then DeAndre Bembry, uh, former Hawks player, Trey, he was also really good in this game. And I thought, like, did a decent job of trying to slow a guy like Westbrook. Um, So the Raps now are tied with the Bulls in the win column. Uh, They trail them overall, percentage points. But uh, we we still have the Raps-Bulls. Uh, what are we calling it? Graveyard match, casket yeah. match this Thursday for what we're basically going to just twist it into the happy hour. I mean, whoever loses is done. So this is this is great. Good win for the Raps to sort of get us to that casket match. Yeah, yeah the road to the graveyard match <laughs> yes. continues. Uh, I saw Alex Wong decided he wanted to call Gary Trent Jr. Fun Guy Part 2 after Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. Right, wow. So I hit him with uh, the Raptors are back. Lowercase back because they cannot be uppercase. That's fine. Full caps back until they try to beat the Bulls on Thursday. We'll see (laughs) if it happens. But you mentioned it, Skeets. It was a possible a possible foul call on uh, on Gary Trent Jr. on the push off. But I was completely fine with it because the fourth quarter offense for the Raptors was DeAndre Benbury, Malachi Flynn, and Aaron Baines running offense, and it was working. So much like the referees, I was good on this one. I was happy to see this game over. We don't need to go another five <laughs> minutes to see Aaron Baines versus Alex Len. These guys going at it. A couple of Raptors starting centers from uh, earlier this season. A revenge game for Alex Len. Great win for the Raptors, maybe, unless they were supposed to be tanking, in which case bad win for the Raptors great loss for the Wizards yeah yeah we'll see all right next game Luka 31 points Mavericks beat the NBA leading Utah Jazz 111-103 Utah could not uh, could not hit the three ball much last night but Mavericks one of the hottest teams in the league Uh, Lili what was your big takeaway well, you mentioned it there. I think this one does come down to three-point shooting. The Jazz lead the league in that category, went 12 for 44. Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, and Jordan Clarkson combining two for 25 from downtown. Uh, and on the other end, where they defend the three-pointer better than anyone else, only allowing 11 a game, the Mavericks went 23 for 49. Right. Uh, Josh Richardson hit five. Finney Smith hit five. Luca hit six. Still no Porzingis for the Mavs. Uh, he's been out last two games with a wrist injury and... Bit of a funny one. They they say it, they don't think it's serious, but there's no timetable for when he's returning. So uh, not sure how long he's going to be out. But um, 
Yeah, I think coming into this one, uh, the Jazz just had one of those nights where all of a sudden their offense just, you know, someone didn't bail them out there. And uh, on the other end, the Mavericks just got red hot. And Luca didn't have a huge line, but he seemed to hit big shots. And uh, because this was, a, I think, 18 points after three quarters, you knew the Jazz were going to make something of a run, but then Luca kind of held them off. Uh, so he, he was great again, big win. And this is their fifth straight now for Dallas. So. They keep on just sort of surprising a little bit. I just don't quite know what to make of them. Again, without Porzingis there last night, the Jazz certainly were the favourite. But it was a fairly convincing victory in the end. I mean, this was a, a big one, really. Um, I mean, to, no one sort of blown out the Jazz. And they had the Utah had their fewest points after three quarters this season as well. So they just couldn't quite get it going. Made a bit of a run, but uh, Dallas held firm. So... When you see Luca doing that, it's just he—he he is capable of just doing so many incredible things, like guys like James Harden have done there in Houston. You know, it almost doesn't matter who those other guys are. While he's out there, he's in control of the game. Um, his team is just so much better. So, uh, good win here for the Mavericks, and uh, just one for the for the Jazz. But they can they can yeah. have a bad game. I think it's okay. This is their first one, almost all season, where they've had that bad a shooting night. It's fun to watch this race for the sixth seed in the West too, uh, Trey, because the Mavs are still like, they're still in play to just get right into the playoffs, not have to play in this play-in tournament. Just a reminder, if you're the seventh or eighth seeds, you're going to be playing each other to win the right to the seventh seed, and then the eighth seed would have to beat the winner of the ninth and tenth. But the Mavs, with this little win streak, with the Lakers free-falling, missing their guys, you know, they're right on the heels the Mavs are still the Blazers, you know, it's there. They're a couple of games back. It's not a lock, but I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibility that they actually get up to whatever, fifth or sixth. Um, you think it's possible or are they sort of destined to be playing in the play-in game? So what do we got? We got the Mavericks are two games back of Portland right now, mm-hmm. two and a half back of the Lakers at five. And only three back of the Nuggets at yeah. four. That seems like a bit of a jump to me to get three games back, considering the Nuggets have been playing pretty well so far in the second half of the season. But the Lakers and the Blazers, who knows? With the Lakers, it's all about the injuries. They could certainly continue their free fall. They haven't looked very good with both LeBron and AD out. The Blazers, they're just a little bit hard to figure out. Feels like as soon as they start getting something going, somebody has to miss a little bit of time. We'll see how it turns out, but Lee mentioned it. It's all about the three-point shooting for the Mavericks. If they're able to shoot as well as they were last night, they are a lot tougher to beat. Just look at Dorian Finney-Smith, 5 of 12 from uh, on the night, a career-high 23 points. He came in knowing that he was going to have open shots. Basically, mm-hmm. he said, I knew that Rudy Gobert was going to leave me open, so he had the confidence to take him. He knocked him down. 5 of 5 from 3 for Josh Richardson, 3 for Hardaway, 4 for Brunson. 17 three-pointers from those four guys. That's great math for the Mavericks, and that's really their special sauce, and that's why they got J.J. Redick at the deadline as well. They don't have stoppers or really even scorers on the wing. They got guys who can really get hot and make some three-point shots. When it comes to playoff time, when it comes to the playoff push time and teams are kind of jockeying for position, teams are going to do everything they can to scheme Doncic and take the ball out of his hands. Other players are going to have to hit threes. And they're going to have to score points, and that's how the Mavericks do it, is getting hot from three. That's why they have one of the greatest offenses in NBA history last year. Haven't shot it as well this season, mm-hmm. but last night you see the potential for what the Mavs are trying to do. Every time I look at a Mavericks box, uh, box score or watch the game too, Jalen Brunson, man, I mean, we talked about him like weeks ago. Like, Could this guy be like a Van Vliet type? It's every time it feels like now Lee's got, you know, 15 to 20 points. He's hit a couple threes. You know, he plays a decent amount of minutes coming off the bench. He is damn good. And I think what, to Trey's point, like, 
all these other guys, your Finney Smiths and stuff like that, they're going to get the looks because the game plan is going to be like, stop Luka, double Luka, get it out of his hands, let anybody else beat you. They have to hit these shots. And I think Brunson's been a really, really good player this year, all season long. Oh, I agree. And I think he's just such a steady hand for them. Yeah. You know, he can play that point guard. He can play those minutes when Luca's not on the court or he can play with him as well. He, he's, he's very versatile like that, but he very rarely makes a bad decision. He's got a good IQ. He plays in control. He can get inside, but he hits that three. He, he provides just such a, uh, a consistency for them because those guys like Finney Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. and even Kleber, there's, you still just don't quite know what you're going to get out of those guys every night. But I feel with Jalen Brunson, you are going to get a consistent performance out of him. Mm-hmm. And just someone who can provide a little bit of playmaking, a little bit of scoring, defends well, does all those little things, but doesn't have the sort of high highs maybe of a Finney Smith or a Hardaway Jr., but certainly doesn't have those games where it feels like he just goes 0 for 6 or anything and it turns the ball over. He seems to be a, the, their most consistent player. And I, and I said, uh, I think it was just last week, I think he's their third best player. I mean, mm-hmm. Porzingis, by default, gets their second best player. Yeah. But I think Brunson probably is because uh, he's a, just a little bit more reliable than, than some of the other role players. Uh, Lee, are you keeping track of our weird bet that we have going too, by the way? The oh, that's Tim right. Hardaway yeah. or Terry Rozier yeah. scoring more the rest of the year bet? Well, it's a, it, it's it's not a total point. It's a it's a game high. No, I understand, one. but yeah. are you are you checking every box score? Uh, I mean, Hardaway had uh, 16 no, last uh, night. No, like, is he I leading? Mean, Does Terry have more? I don't know. No, I, I mean, no, I haven't checked, but I'm waiting for one of them to at least have a 40-point game so then we can start really getting excited. Because oh, it's gonna, maybe it's we gonna, should make the bet like have that part like baked into it. Right. Let's so, say 35. 35. Okay, 35. Plus. Yeah, right. good. That's good. Yeah, Because no one no one really cares if, if the winner is like 26 points. No. It's like, oh, okay, great, no. great bet, guys. All right. So, yeah, the $20 will at least go, will only go to if one of our guys gets over 35 from here on out. And then if they both do, it's whoever has the most. All right. The then you give me 20 bucks, I give you history. 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. The dumbest bet in the history of NBA podcasts going right now. The only bet going with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Terry Rozier in it. I can guarantee you that. Uh, all right. The other games, uh, I'll fire them off here. We can just talk about them as, as little or as much as we want. But D'Angelo Russell returned uh, to the Wolves lineup. 25 points. And the Wolves beat the Kings 116-106. That was our pick game. Stupid Kings. Uh, Darius Garland. Show the shirt, Lee. Let's go. It's sex land time, baby. Oh, yeah. The land. Darius Garland of sex land. Um... He was awesome. 37. I gave him whoa, boy, as the Cavs oh beat the Spurs. <laughs> that shirt's really dancing. Yeah, you know, he's, he's extra weird today. Yeah, okay. oh, I can't tell which one is uh, real time. Okay, it's like anyway. speed when they keep looping that video. <laughs> the, the new Keanu. Whoa. <laughs> the Cavs beat the Spurs. Uh, Devin Booker scored 36. Suns continue to win. They're six, eight, sixth straight victory. They're still in second in the West. They beat the Rockets. And then Jeremy Grant scored 21 against his, well, former, former team uh, as the Pistons dominated the Thunder. So I just wanted to point out a couple things from this. The Suns, I just saw Tim McMahon over uh, a tweet this this morning. Over the last two months, the Suns have the best record in the NBA, 23-5. and five. Nets 21-6, and six, Jazz 20-7, and seven, Mavs 19-7, and seven, and Nuggets 19-9. and nine. So the most wins, I guess, going to the Suns. I know they played the Rockets last night, but highly recommend you go check out even if it's just Booker's highlights from this game, he just took over, Lee. It was a close game. And uh, he just made all the right plays down the stretch. It is, I'm a huge Booker fan, but it's fun to see him on a damn good team. 
that he's put in these positions to sort of take over. Because um, I thought, again, he is was amazing in this one. And he's been incredible over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. This one was way closer than it should have been here for the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. But that's okay. Because, again, we want to see Phoenix in close games, how they close out. Who do they go to? Do they go to their star or do they go to Chris Paul? I mean, Chris Paul's obviously a star, but Devin Booker is the guy who should be taking over. So this was this is a sort of win they need. They need to feel these on the road as well where they're just not playing. They're not cruising along. They have to fire, have a guy who they can rely on. And that's where we want to see Devin Booker because down in the bubble, that's kind of what he was. Mm-hmm. And he's now, I mean, there's, the, the Suns are an absolute lock for the playoffs. They're not going to miss it now. So they need to get ready for these sorts of moments because they could fa- find themselves up against like the Mavericks or the Blazers in the first round. Now, the Suns could obviously very well have home court advantage as well. But you're going up against a couple of guys who do have some playoff victories and some clutch moments. So uh, they're going to have to uh, be ready for that. So I'm, I'm very happy to see Devin Booker stepping up because Chris Paul has been great, but Devin Booker, of course, is the f- uh, future of this franchise. Whoever the Suns play in the first round, Trey, I feel like it's going to be the the best series from the first round, at least in the West. Like if it's Suns-Mavs, Suns-Blazers, like I think that would be a bloodbath. I think that would be a long series and probably a very entertaining series. Uh, but uh, yeah, what do you think either about Phoenix and their run here or any of those other games that I sort of took us through? It'll be interesting to see what actually goes down in the jockeying position of the season, because if you're looking at the top four teams in the Western Conference right now, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, despite the fact that they've been one of the best teams in the league, you're probably gunning for the Suns, I think, just (sighs) Mm. because they haven't been there. You know, you want to see all these young players they've got in the hot house of the playoffs and how they respond to some tough stuff. Like, I mean... I don't know. Would, would the Blazers be favored over the Suns? Just if Lillard comes into the series averaging 30 a game with 10 assists, who knows? Uh, the team that people are going to be picking on is the Suns, just because it's sure. their first postseason right. experience. You know, they are uh, getting to the playoffs is a huge accomplishment for Phoenix. So I don't know. They've been really good. They do it on both sides of the ball. A great game for DeAndre Ayton last night. They at least have a big guy who is a solid presence at the rim can play a little bit of defense and hit the glass so they're not going to be an easy out but it is going to be the team that people that uh the lower seated teams want to play i think i think you're right but i'm glad you slipped it in there this team the suns they're good on both ends like this is not just like the case of like to even compare them let's say to the mavericks of last year like you said they were like on fire from uh you know distance they had just this unbelievable offense they won a lot of their games that way that's not really what the suns are doing lately like they're top seven right now as of today Offensive rating and defensive rating. I think Monty Williams has a case for uh, coach of the year. I think it should be in play. I wonder if he wins it because people will just think, well, Chris Paul's sort of the coach of the team coming in there, so maybe that hurts him. But anyway, they I, I get what you guys are saying, that people would probably pick the Mavs. They'd probably pick the Blazers in a first. I just, I'm not sure that's the case. The more I watch the Phoenix Suns, the more I'm a believer. And people are just going to go, oh, that's the regular season. But it's not like Chris Paul hasn't been in these big series and games Mm -hmm. and if he is the true leader like if you want to say that that's fine and the rest of the guys have fallen into order like into place Booker's still like their their best player um being at the age he is and the potential he has but I I don't know I'm I'm just convincing myself they could beat those teams I guess what I'm getting at they could They, they, they could but I would pick Dallas and Portland today in a seven game series over them I just Mm. I just would have more Mm. faith in Lillard I'm not so sure and uh, and Doncic, but the interesting thing is, let's say the Suns finish second, 
then you ideally want to finish seventh, but that puts you in the playing tournament. You know, you want to be in sixth yeah, for the safety, yeah, right. but then you face, you know, potentially the Clippers, the Clippers or, or the yeah. Nuggets in that yeah. first round. So you sort of want to be like, well, I don't really want to have to go through the playing tournament, but then maybe that is a safer path to facing Phoenix. But this is a fair, uh, it's fair to be suspicious of the Suns simply because we just haven't seen a team in the West take a leap from no playoffs for years to second and it's it is hard it's just so much harder to then convince people that you can do it in the playoffs because you mentioned Chris Paul he's been there but he's also had some moments where he's kind of blown it in the playoffs as well so this uh this is just a fascinating uh series and a season here for Phoenix and and I hope they can go further than just making uh, uh, making the playoffs but I, I I certainly think the uh the sexy upset pick would be whoever they're facing in the first round if the standings uh right. finish as they are today right all right, well, we're going to get to the up-down report. Got some fun topics there. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's jump right to the up-down report. Preparing your tubes. It's the up-down report. All right, first one. Interesting. ESPN has parted ways with NBA analyst Paul Pierce just days after the Celtics legend went live on Instagram with strippers at a poker party. Uh, There were some exotic dancers going on behind him while he was at the table. Uh, The truth didn't seem too bothered by the news on social media. He, he's posted a couple times. The first one was like a four-second video of him just laughing on Monday <laughs> afternoon. So I guess I'll ask it like this. Are you up or down on Pierce being fired for uh, what a lot of people were calling this wild IG sesh? Trey. I'm up on this. Uh, I don't think he should have been fired. The main problem with Paul's party, he broadcast it to everybody while working for a major company that's owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. Nothing illegal, just unseemly for a family corporation. To me, a fine and a suspension would have been enough. Remember, J.R. Smith, once upon a time, got a $25,000 fine for tweeting a picture of a butt back in 2012. (laughs) If Paul Pierce would have just not clicked live, he'd be fine. But let me tell you something. This is going to be the best thing to happen to Paul Pierce's media career. He's a great player. He's not beloved outside of Celtics fans, though, I would say. As a media member, undistinguished, yep. I would say, probably the best word. When you hear his takes, it's usually people dunking on him. Like when he was mad at the Isaiah Thomas tribute video, the <laughs> night his number was going to be retired, retired, or all the times that he compared himself to LeBron James and said how LeBron was scared of him. But if you're looking on Twitter, if you're getting group chats, if you're getting text messages, you're seeing a lot of... What's he doing wrong? Looks like Paul Pierce is having a great time. This guy just wants the party. You see the Friday memes. How did you get fired on your day off? You see his Twitter video, like you're saying, Skeets, where he's laughing. A lot of speculation. 
This was on purpose. Who knows about that at the very least. I feel like he won some fans with this. People are more on his side now. You consider the success of like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson's podcast. Maybe that's the route Paul Pierce goes now. Somebody's going to take a chance on Party Paul. Uh, who knows? Who knows uh, if this was on purpose? A lot of people think he just wanted out of his deal because why would you go live doing this more than once? A fair <laughs> criticism. But I think Paul Pierce is going to be okay at the end of this. Okay. Lee, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down on ESPN's decision to yeah. part ways with them, fire them, however you want to call it. I, I'm down on that because I agree with what Trey's saying. I, I don't think it was a fireable offense. Uh, right. A little distasteful. Sure. I get that. But more a reprimand. And and you're saying how maybe Paul Pierce did this to try to get out of his contract. Well, I also think ESPN maybe were looking for a reason to fire him. And ah, thought, this is yeah, Great, we can do this. Because, okay, let's say, hypothetically, an ESPN personality gets seen coming out of a strip bar. Do they, do they get fired then now as well? I mean, is that any worse if you just see, get seen coming out? I know Paul Pierce went live. That's what, you know, that's what ended it for him. But are they saying any association with strippers or strip bars is... Is, is a fireable offense. Uh, so, uh, you know, what he did, like, it's his day off, it's his private time, all that. I get it. Just think that uh, they probably took the, the the moral high ground a little too high here, ESPN, as if, uh, you know, as if he's doing something that's completely, you know, unforgivable. I think right. it's more like, just like, come on, man, don't do that again. We're going to give suspend you for two weeks here. And then move on from it. But yeah, uh, yeah. I saw I saw Richard uh, Deitch, the athletic senior sports writer, um, sports media writer. Excuse me. I thought he was bang on when he said uh, that he would have guessed ESPN would have just waited out the news cycle on this one, right? But the reality is, Pierce isn't a different maker on television for them, and the rules for television different makers are not equal versus others. Right. What he's saying is what you're there getting to there, Lee. Yeah. If Paul Pierce is, I don't know, maybe more liked uh, as an analyst, you know, uh, more prominent as an analyst, an NBA analyst, then maybe that's the route they would have taken. Like if they really, really wanted to keep him, but it feels like they're like, okay, well, (laughs) we'll just let him go and we'll move on and maybe it'll work out for him and it'll work out for us as well. Also, Matty O, I got to bring him up because we were talking about this in our group chat when it was popping off there on like, what, late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Mm. I thought Matt was right when he said about Pierce going live on Instagram. Hmm. Quoting Matty O, unfortunately in that sweet spot of being drunk enough to think going live with strippers is a good idea, but not so <laughs> drunk that you can't figure out how to go live. <laughs> yep, that is exactly what was happening there. Just, uh, anyway, let's hear from you. I saw you guys going thumbs up and thumbs down. Let us know in the YouTube comments a little bit later if you're catching this. All right, next one here. Pelican star, Zion Williamson. He's going to drop his first signature sneaker, the Jordan Z code. Or Z-Code up in Canada. Um, (laughs) Here's a quick look. Okay, we're taking a look at it right now on the stream team for all you podcast listeners. Very colorful shoe. A lot of colors, actually, on this. Uh, Lee, get us started. Up or down on Zion's first signature sneaker? Well, I'm fine with it. Um, Okay. It's a very tough sort of market he's trying to break into because signature shoes, you know, who's got a really noticeable one? Obviously, Jordan. Kobe, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, I guess. But it's very, very hard to sort of get some traction there, I think, in that market. So I think the uh, the Jordan brand are hoping he can do it. And this first one will probably be largely forgotten if they are successful because they'll get new ones. But then you might also remember it as the first one. 
Uh, but it's colourful. It's just, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's just, like I say, because is he, I mean, he's not a big man, but I wouldn't say he's like a guard either. And I think just those sort of shooters are the guys who tend to be more successful in selling shoes and moving shoes. You know, big guys who dunk, just from what I remember, you know, Shaq and Dwight, those guys tend to not be able to move as many shoes as the uh, as a sort of more guard swing player position. So he's got to, it's going to be very tough for them, I think, to get him into this field because it's such a, an impossible market to break into. Trey, you're the sole man here. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on these, uh, what are they called? The Jordan Z codes. Mm. The Z code, the Z code. I wonder if that will catch on. <laughs> um, I'm actually with Jerry here. I'm an up and a down. They're not great. They're not terrible. To me, the colorway is off. Uh, I personally don't like the Mardi Gras, very festive colorway they're going, but (laughs) once they simplify things, maybe go with a black and white, a white and black, whatever it is, it reminds me a little bit of the Jordan 11 and the Jordan 12, the color blocking where there's kind of like an upper part of uh, the upper and a lower part of the upper that are just different colors. It looks a little bit like a marching band spatted shoe, which is a classy look. And I like that these don't look ridiculously huge, like some of the LeBron shoes, because yeah. as we know, Zion blew out a shoe when he was playing at Duke mm. a while ago. So you would think they're going to give him a super heavy duty reinforced shoe, which a lot of the LeBrons early on were. These look, like Lee said, kind of halfway in between a guard shoe and a big guy shoe, mm-hmm. which I think is a smart move because, yeah, big guy shoes, unless they're the Shaq Gnosis or maybe the pumps back in the day, they don't move quite as well. No, yeah, they, they just look, at least this colorway too, to me, it looks like a Westbrook meets a Kyrie meets, <laughs> sure. you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> there are a couple other variations out there, but I don't hate them. I actually like, uh, you sort of can't see it with this photo I pulled, but the little ZW, ZW, um, you know, for his, uh, for his initials, I don't mind that little, mm-hmm. that little logo he's got going there. Yeah, they're fine. I think, uh, I'd like to see these in other colorways, I think is what you're getting at too, Trey, and, uh, I agree with that. Otherwise, they don't look that bad. I don't think I'll be rocking them, but, uh, yeah, people are, uh, Thumbs up and thumbs down, as is the case in many of these topics. <laughs> all right, our final one. Maybe it'll just be all thumbs up. I don't know. It's got a great rating still, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, we've been teasing it for a while. Come on back here, JD. It's uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. Uh, you know, I wanted to put it in here. Up or down on it? You watched it. Trey watched it. What's, uh, what's the review? Well, I am unfortunately down. Oh. oh. Wow. Sorry, guys. Can we stop with this attitude I've been seeing all over the place where everybody is just completely satisfied because a movie delivers on its title? Like, (laughs) I I signed up for Godzilla versus Kong and that's exactly what I got. Thumbs up. No, I mean... They did fight. They did fight. Yes, they did. And, And the other thing that drives me crazy and this is what everybody's saying about this, this movie is... Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's like, that's not good enough. It's not good enough to just have fun. If I wanted to have fun, I'd go ride my longboard. I, I, I want to be moved, man. Like, there's no reason why a movie like this can't be, you know, interesting and moving. I mean, uh, you know, it's just... It's, it is what it is. It's like watching. It's like watching wrestling, but without all of the the stuff in between wrestling. The interesting parts where you know they're trash talking each other, and you know, or Survivor, where uh, we're just going to watch the challenges. We're not going to get any of the intrigue or the plot or the the layers of what's going on. It's just okay. I guess like 
it's like a roller coaster of a movie. It's fine, I guess. But I, <laughs> like, it's got dipped down to seventy nine percent or seventy six percent on Rotten oh. Tomatoes, and it's that's that's high to me. That's right. and, the, and the audience the audience score is is like nine in the nineties still. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to be the old guy party pooper, but goddamn, like. Give me some substance. Like the funny characters aren't funny. No. You know the the villains right. are not there. Like they're just it's it just it just sucks. I don't know. Kong was kind of kind of cool. Though, Kong I was guess. cool. Kong, what? Kong, yeah. Kong looked cool. I thought. I thought. Yeah. I thought it looked Kong. Kong is soft. The <laughs> guy <laughs> like can't step to Godzilla at all. Wow. Everybody who voted that Kong would beat Godzilla in one on one should be ashamed of themselves. Because yeah. this guy gets the floor mopped with him. Godzilla, yeah. they first battle out in the water. Not even a chance for Kong. Alexander Skarsgård has to save that guy. This yeah. movie could have been over within half an hour if Alexander Skarsgård didn't hop down there. I will say I do like the fact that Skarsgård has a different haircut in every single scene. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> it didn't do any continuity there. I know that we're yeah. there. We're there for the advertised beef between Godzilla and Kong. Uh, but you gotta put some effort into the humans. The next time they battle, okay, that's a little bit closer. They're yeah. fighting in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. But Kong needs a special weapon, and then he needs that weapon to be charged up by Godzilla, and he still can't win. Right. This guy blew a 3-1 lead, and we're supposed to respect him as a titan out there. I'm not buying it. Stay in Hollow Earth, buddy. You can rule down there. <laughs> Don't come up here to the surface where Godzilla's running things. Yeah, my favorite part of the entire movie, I don't even care if I'm spoiling it at this point. Uh, we're doing you a favor. Uh, I just love the idea of taking an eight-year-old to Hollow Earth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, did no one think that was a big deal? Like, we're going to a place we've never gone before, ever. A and everyone has been killed, killed yes. attempted to go yeah. there. But we are, this there's not even a discussion about whether we should be taking no. a, a seven or eight-year-old girl. Like, well, she, she can talk to the ape. The, you need her, right? I know. I you know. need her, I guess. I know. Crazy. I, and uh, Trey is 100% is right. Uh, yeah, and spoiler alert, <laughs> Kong literally gets beaten to death. He dies. <laughs> yes. Was there a uh, foul or something there? I mean, uh, they're, not playing, they're not playing basketball. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> you I was surprised uh, when they went to Joe Borgia. I was happy to see he got a cameo, but I was not expecting. It. <laughs> yeah, and it, this this trope drives me crazy in every movie, but especially in this one because it was so ridiculous. But yeah, Kong is lying on the ground dead. His yeah. heart has stopped. Yes. So they. Give him CPR, or they defibrillate no, yeah, him yeah. with this machine, right? <laughs> with an electric charge. Yep. Can light up Las Vegas for a weekend, whatever, oh. whatever the line was, right? And, uh, and this happens in every movie that, that it does this. Like, the guy is dead. He has been beaten to death, but suddenly, oh, we just have to start his heart, and now he's, he's good to fight again. Like, it's just, what about all of his other injuries, you know? Like, what about... The, uh, the reason his heart stopped in the first place, which was he was beaten to death. Like, he, his rib cage was probably crushed. Like, you know? You know what I'm saying? It would be a great movie if uh, they actually did play one-on-one -on -one and then Kong's like, ah, my hamstring. J.D., you remember the old days when Hulk Hogan used to be put into a sleeper hold and the uh, referee would come and lift his arm uh, and he would drop uh -huh. it and... 
do it yeah. on the second time and drop yeah. it, yeah. and then on the third, oh, it would oh, be like because the power of the Hulkamaniacs, man. Don't you know anything? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying though. I thought JD wanted a little bit more of this, like you know, so the CPR. Yeah, it's a little bit tacky. You can, I don't know if you can get someone else yeah. to do something, but uh, that's the sort of uh, wrestling drama that I thought you were, you were hoping to see. I guess, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, oh, what if we yeah. see uh, Godzilla versus Kong 2 on the WrestleMania card this weekend? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up. Maybe I'll be on the second night. Uh, all right. Well, uh, apologies if we uh, did spoil that movie for you, uh, but you probably had a good idea what the hell is going to happen in it anyway. Uh, it was hey. as advertised. They did fight, and there yeah. are still some uh, some factoids out there that we haven't yeah. completely yeah. spoiled. But uh, come on, honestly, a joke if you think that. King Kong could beat Godzilla at anything. <laughs> How dare you say that? How dare you say that to me? You don't have me convinced that King Kong was going to body Godzilla. And Godzilla is like a hundred times bigger than King Kong. Whoa, this is ridiculous. Oh, that drove me nuts, actually. At times, I couldn't figure out how big is King Kong. Because mm. I'm convinced, like... It would change, like, the perspective of how large he actually was. And I'm crazy for this, like, like, it just didn't make sense sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is he as big as an aircraft carrier or is he not? Right. Because it felt like sometimes he could barely be on it and other times there was no problem. And then you involve the humans and it's like, (laughs) they shouldn't be even able to talk to each other because of, like, the sheer size difference. I don't know. I love love the part where the little girl holds up her finger Mm -hmm. and then... Kong puts his finger That's down I mean. for would, them to touch fingers. He would like, crush her, wouldn't he? Like, accidentally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. Godzilla versus Kong. Lee, are you uh, intrigued enough by uh, nah. this discussion to watch it? No? Nah. No? Hey, it I shan't fun. be watching. I shan't. Oh, shan't. I shan't be watching, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you spoiled it. It sounds oh. like it sucked and you spoiled it, so there's no reason for me to indulge. How long does it go for? Like, just out of interest. Is it uh, two it's hours? It's just under two hours. Just yeah. under two hours. Yeah. Too long for yeah. me. Really. Yeah. Um, all right, well, something that's a little more uh, in your wheelhouse, Lee. New podcast from The Athletic just dropped today called Shattered. Hope, Heartbreak, and the New York Knicks. Mm. Um, I had a chance to listen to the first episode. Highly recommend everybody go check this out. It's called Shattered. Again, just search for that wherever you uh, get your podcast from. It's a documentary-style podcast series on the past 20 years of the New York Knicks. Um, Lee, go ahead and spoil it for me. Are you in this at all? <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. You weren't in the first episode. I was a little pissed off. Yeah, no, they must not have got my email address mm. right. But uh, okay. I started listening. I haven't got through the first one, but uh, it's got some big names in there, some people who are obviously closely connected there to the team and the yeah. players, uh, which is great. And just, you know, because the Knicks, love them or hate them, they are just a huge part of the NBA and, and its history. And that franchise uh, has had some good players over the last 20 or so years, had some good moments, but obviously haven't been able to get really deep into the playoffs. So, um, you know, Chuck D's narrating it as well, my old man, Chuck D League. So yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it's good, but it is. It is. I mean, it's, it's still, you don't have to be a Knicks fan, I think, to enjoy this. I no. think you, you will enjoy just the... Uh, just the way that the Knicks fans and how they are connected to the city sort of uh, intertwines there because it's, um, you know, you love them or hate them, everyone's got an opinion on the Knicks. Yeah. No, and there's like, they've talked to a ton of people for, uh, for this series, Trey. Like Patrick Ewing's, you know, 
prominent in the first one at least. I guess Penny Hardaway, and then there's Nate Robinson and Jamal Crawford and a bunch of former Knicks coaches and executives. And uh, and this is just the first episode, basically talking about when the Knicks were good. So there's sort of so it's gonna get it's gonna get even more hilarious, I think, as we get into the bad Knicks. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Have you had a chance to listen to the first one yet, Trey? I know it just dropped this morning, so. No, I'm actually planning on skipping the first one and going straight to when the Knicks are trash because that's oh. the part that I'm very <laughs> excited about to hear all of these uh, twists and turns in the history of the New York Knicks as they've completely squandered any goodwill that they had. Because, yeah, you guys are right. It's fun when the Knicks are good. Everybody's got an opinion on them, but everybody's got an opinion on them when they're bad, too. Can't wait to hear from the legends about that. I'm kidding. This is going to be a great series. Yeah, go check it out. Shattered is the name of the podcast. Hope, Heartbreak, and the New York Knicks. I saw some of you saying, what the hell did Skeet say? That's what it's called. Shattered. Um, and the new episodes are going to drop every Tuesday. Again, this is a, a documentary-style podcast. Uh, so far, so good. Highly, highly recommend it. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
Okay, JD, time for Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, shout out to Matty O because he sent me the Tweet of the Night. And uh, I may have come across it myself because I follow this gentleman. And it's sort of a world's colliding... Uh, is this a bit sort of thing? So uh, the tweet comes from John Cleese, mm. uh, comedy royalty in my mind, uh, of uh, Monty Python fame, of course. And uh, he tweeted yesterday, a cry for help. My beloved Utah Jazz are playing the Suns on Wednesday in Phoenix. Can anyone help me and my daughter Camilla to go uh, watch the game? I've supported them for 20 years, and I've never yet seen them live. Okay, so, okay. What? John Cleese is an NBA fan, <laughs> yeah. A. B, a Utah Jazz fan. Is this a bit? And then he tweeted, retweeted himself and tagged the Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz PR. So, okay, not a bit, right? So you wouldn't <laughs> then, think so, yeah. You wouldn't wait, think. And, wait. and so then he tweeted this, which was a Photoshopped, uh, his head, he photoshopped his head on a child standing in between Rudy Gobert and Vince Carter okay. with the caption, "You at Utah Jazz, I would love to come see you Wednesday in Phoenix with my daughter. Can we make this happen? Okay, this is a bit, right? This yeah, has to be Now a it's bit. back to being a bit, yeah. Right. And then he tweeted this. Thanks to all who gave me advice about the jazz, but I made a mistake. I assumed that with limited capacity and two best teams playing, all the tickets would have been long gone. Not so. So I bought two tickets. Sorry. Okay. Not a bit. Right? So he, John Cleese, big Utah jazz fan. I know that he's on tour with his daughter. They do comedy shows and they are in Phoenix at the moment. Oh. So... He just wanted to go see a, but, a but here's the game. weird part. Yeah. So he's a jazz fan and you know, I guess tangently a NBA fan, but he doesn't know that I don't I don't understand why he doesn't know you can't buy tickets to yeah. some places. Like he I guess maybe he's just not following that closely and he yeah. just sees Utah and Phoenix at the top of the Western Conference standings. He's like, Oh, this is must be sold out weeks ago. Right, Just exactly. Weird. It's, it's yeah. very strange. But uh, hey, shout out to John Cleese. And then there was one other thing that, again, sort of an epilogue to this. Somebody tweeted at him, you should really be an OKC Thunder fan. Thunder up. Hashtag Thunder up. Not in this lifetime, he says. I have an ex-wife from Oklahoma. She didn't tell me till after we got married. Is it a bit or not? I don't know. But uh, that's I love not it. a bit because he, this is a weird thing. He lives in California most of the time. Yeah. So, you know. Los Angeles to Utah in 20 years. He wasn't able to get out there for a game. Okay. But he's also he's also done a comedy stand-up about the divorce laws in California because that may have been the wife he had to pay an absolute fortune mm. to right. uh, after he wasn't married to for very long. So maybe that's what he's uh, going about. But he's been actually talking with the Jazz a few times this season. So <laughs> not a bit, just a weird bit. Just a very, very weird bit. I- I'm guessing people on Twitter were lighting him up saying, just buy tickets. You're well, John yeah, of course, Cleese. You're John yeah. Cleese. Yeah. And that's you when he was like, jazz tickets, yeah. I was tickets. like, okay, yeah, I probably should just buy them rather than just asking for them. <laughs> Look yeah. who's talking. Well, this is giving John Cleese advice. He's a great comedian, John Cleese. But uh, yeah, some weird stuff going on. Unless someone else is just in charge of his Twitter account. But I don't think that's the case. Uh, no. Well, here's what we need to do. Everybody today, tweet at John Cleese. 
and tell them to come on the No Dunks podcast. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. Get them that'd be let's great. talk some jazz. Let's talk some hoops. Yeah. Let's talk about the ticket buying process. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's everyone's The Cleases got tickets to the game? <laughs> How did the Cleases get tickets to the game? <laughs> Oh man! Okay, great stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Maddie O, uh, coming through, getting getting reference left and right here on today's show. Love it. Okay, pick 'em results. It was the Kings Wolves game, and Sacramento was favored by three and a half. But they, I always forget, play down to their competition better than anybody. And uh, Minnesota got the victory as D'Angelo Russell returned, and Cat had a big game. And happy for the Wolves fans. Good, good victory there for a few of us out there, right? Tass and Lee had Minnesota, where Train, I believe, had the Kings. So, another loss. I'm a, I'm a struggling lately. But tonight's game, bounce back here. It's a Sixers-Celtics. Sixers on the road in Boston, favored by one and a half. Lee, go ahead. Get us started. What do you like? Well, I guess Joel Embiid missed their last game after coming back for his first game, but I'm guessing that was more just a sort of recovery thing. So he's not on the injury report, so I'm guessing Joel Embiid is playing, uh, and I'm hoping that he can sort of feast on those Celtics inside. I think there's no one to really stop him, especially now that Tyus is not there. So I will take Philadelphia to win by two points okay. or more. Trey? Yeah, I'm exactly with Lee on this one. I'm assuming Embiid's going to play, and he's had some pretty good games against the Celtics this season. He had 42-10 and 10 earlier in an easy win, and let me check this other game as well, 38-11 and 11 in another win for the Sixers. Ooh. So give me Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Hope he actually plays. Um, all right, I'll swerve here. I'll take the Celtics. They've been playing better though they haven't played a team like the Sixers maybe recently, but uh, I think they're going to go and try and get this win for Paul Pierce uh, tonight after uh, he departed with uh, ESPN. So give me the Celtics to cover. Let's find out who Tass has. This might be wishful thinking, but I'm taking the Boston Celtics because I want them to join the Eastern Conference elite or at least get a little bit closer. They can handle Joel Embiid. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you twice. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Uh, JD had me confused. We were on the side there for a second. It doesn't matter. Tass and I. Yeah, have... I forgot to upload it, so I had to share it from my oh, desktop. Oh, nice. I see. I see. My it. bad. That's uh, all right. Tass and I are taking Boston to at least lose this game by one point or outright victory and. Trey and Lee have the Sixers to win by two or more. Good luck to everybody. That's it for today. Again, everybody tweet John Cleese. Let's get him on No Dunks. <laughs> uh, email us your NBA questions for tomorrow's Beach Step and Podcast, No Dunks at theathletic.com, or you can tweet him in at No Dunks Inc. That's INC. Like, comment, please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. And uh, well, go subscribe to The Athletic still. It's theathletic.com slash no dunks. Unfortunately, the dollar a month deal is now gone. That's why I told you guys, oh, you got to be on it. You got to take advantage. But you can still sign up, of course, and become a member of The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic for very, very few dollars at theathletic.com slash no dunks. What are you laughing about, Lee? Yeah, shout out to Sam Unono. He's already tweeted John Cleese. Saying, oh, hey, yes. John Cleese, come on the No Dunks podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's talk hoops, John. All right, guys, we will be back well, later tonight, the Top Shot Hot Boys will be firing up a live stream, uh, having some fun, opening an old pack, finding out what Jokic we got in our Cool Cats right. Challenge, whatever else we get up to over there. So join us then. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube so you know when we go live. Tomorrow, Tess is what you need to know. 
then The Daily Show, and then Beach Steppin, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you want to have fun, go ride a longboard. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.